are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter McCaffrey. I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how the Green Bay Packers are getting healthy ahead of their matchup with the Detroit Lions. And that is not the important part. No one cares what is going to happen in terms of wins and losses against the Detroit Lions. They are not getting healthy to try and beat Detroit. In fact, we don't care if they beat Detroit. They don't have to beat Detroit. They have to beat the teams in the playoffs. And for the Packers, that doesn't start for two more weeks. That's why they're playing this weekend. But this is the first time that David Bakhtiari has a real status. A status that suggests he could play this weekend in over a year. He is questionable. Now, that may not seem like a great status. But guess what? It's better than out. It's way better than out. And... Whether or not he plays on Sunday, he has a very good chance to be out there in the playoffs. And that is the most important thing when it comes to David Bakhtiari. Billy Turner could be back by then. Now, he was out this week with COVID protocols. We don't know if he would have practiced had he been available. Josh Myers returned to practice and Matt LaFleur said outright No coy response, no being cagey, no cards close to the vest. Josh Myers will play on Sunday. Now, LaFleur did not say whether or not he would be the starter in the postseason. But he did say that he could be, right? So he did not guarantee Myers would be the starter. He's got to earn those reps. And that's what you say when you have a veteran who's come in and played Solid football for you and Lucas Patrick over the course of this season with Myers being out. Jair Alexander back at practice on Friday, though he will not play this weekend, according to Matt LaFleur. Being back, though, he's on track to be ready for the postseason. That means Josh Myers, David Bakhtiari, and Jair Alexander are all set to be back in the postseason. That is momentous news that is huge for this Green Bay Packers team and that's not to take away what Russell Douglas and Eric Stokes have done at corner it's not to diminish what Lucas Patrick has done at center and what John Runyon Jr. by extension has done at left guard or what Yash Nijman has done in yeoman's work at left tackle or now Dennis Kelly filling in for Billy Turner at right tackle this is a remarkable season for Green Bay because of their ability to overcome injury. It's one of the reasons Matt LaFleur is a leading coach of the year candidate, though I have come to terms with the reality that Mike Vrabel could and maybe should win 
if the Titans get the one seed. No Derrick Henry, no quarterback nearly as good as Aaron Rodgers, 80 plus starters before Halloween or something crazy like that. I, I, I understand if anyone picks Mike Vrabel. Now, I don't think they're winning because of Mike Vrabel in the same way that I think the Packers have been winning because of Matt LaFleur. But what, what they've done this season, what Green Bay has done this season amid all of the injuries is a credit to the players. It's a credit to the coaches. It's a credit to the superstars who have kept this thing on the tracks. Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary, who has become a superstar. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, who has become a star, not quite yet a superstar. And all of the veteran players, the young players who have, who have grown into these roles, but now it's time for your dogs to go hunt. That's what the playoffs is. You need your star players. And, and let's go back to the NFC Championship game. I know you don't want to, and I understand that. But let's just go back there. No David Bakhtiari. That was huge. Aaron Jones has his worst game as a pro. Zadarius Smith, no-shows. Mostly no-shows. Kenny Clark was awesome. Aaron Rodgers misses a throw late that he needed to make. Devontae Adams drops a touchdown that would have changed the game. Their star players did not come through in the moments when they needed them the most. And part of that is because David Bakhtiari wasn't out there. That would have made life a lot easier for Aaron Jones in the run game. It would have made life a lot easier for Aaron Rodgers through the air. Now, they're still probably not going to have Zadarius Smith this week or next, although I am going to make a bold prediction that when the Packers get back on the practice field in a week and a half, Zadarius Smith will be out there. And it will be, oh my gosh, he's feeling healthy, so much better, all of this rest, all this time off, isn't it amazing he's out there? Great. Yeah. I mean, by the way, it is great. No question, it is great if he gets, if he gets out there. They don't need him to win the title because of, of where Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary have been this season. And, and frankly, I don't know that they would have needed, needed, needed Jair and David Bakhtiari because of the way Russell Douglas and, and Eric Stokes have played, because of the way Yash Nijman and Dennis Kelly have played. But it sure makes it easier. You need your guys in the playoffs. All that said, and we talked about this earlier in the week with Lily Zhao, there is no one right now in the NFC, who is scary to me. Now, does that mean they're going to win the Super Bowl? No. In the NFC, no one looks as complete a team as Green Bay. I, Tampa was scary to me. You lose Chris Godwin, you lose Antonio Brown, and their defense is still kind of trying to find itself. That team is not nearly as scary as they were last year and, and not nearly as scary as they were in, in the middle of the season. The Cowboys, their defense, their pass rush is scary, but if you put David Bakhtiari out there, you put Josh Myers out there, I have faith in them to block things up, and then those corners, woof. Rodgers is not going to throw the ball near Trayvon Diggs with a chance for him to intercept it, but Devontae Adams will cook that dude. I mean, record-setting yards allowed. He, he has papered over what could have been a terrible cornerback season with a bunch of interceptions. That secondary is highly vulnerable. If they don't get pressure, you're getting barbecue chicken. You get your, your two of your best pass protectors, arguably your two best pass protectors. Josh Myers was a top 10 center in pass block win rate all season. David Bakhtiari is David Bakhtiari. And you trust that that stuff's going to get blocked up. 
after that, I mean, who you already beat the Rams convincingly once. And you beat the Cardinals without half your team. Who else is there? And then you get to you get to Kansas City, a team that if 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 Shannon Sullivan doesn't slip, maybe you have Jordan Love with a chance to go win the game in Kansas City in his first ever start in a game where if Aaron Rodgers plays, they win by two touchdowns. Who out there is really scary? Now, maybe the answer is Buffalo, but that defense without Tredavious White, uh-uh, that, that's not it. Green Bay's the best team. Green Bay's the best team right now. Right now, today, they're the best team. In a week, when they have David Bakhtiari and Josh Myers and Jair Alexander and maybe Zadarius Smith, what more do you need to know? This is the best team in football, and they are the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Everything you could ever want in a protein bar, Built Bar has it. And what is what makes them so special to me, and I had one like an hour and a half ago, is they're constantly trying to evolve and get better. The coconut marshmallow is it's unbelievable. It's it's my new favorite candy bar. It's incredible the taste, the flavor of it, and yet we're talking high in protein, high in high in fiber, low in sugar, low in net carbs, low cal. What more do you want from your food? And when right now, when you use the promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% off your order at built.com. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off at built.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at Get Upside. You need to know about this. If you ever get gas, my listeners are making 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just use the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get a bonus 25 cent per gallon on your first fill up. That's 50 cents cash back per gallon on that first fill up. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. It's expensive enough. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 50 cents a gallon back on your first tank. You can get the money anytime. No gimmicks, PayPal, e-gift card, Amazon, whatever you want. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get that 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. We got a couple questions in the chat. Jamie wants to know what's in the glass tonight. Um, I've got a Manhattan in the glass. My uh, my brother-in-law and future sister-in-law got me some some specialty bitters as part of my my Christmas present, so I had to, I had to bust those out. Um, and I think I've, I've answered the question about whether or not I uh, respond to the chat by responding to the chat. I, I, I'm going to get to a lot more of these questions, um, but I want to answer one that I got in, in DMs, which was really good. It was it was what I thought was was one of those questions that make you go, oh, there, there are people out there who are who are really thinking um, hard about what what is what is going on. And, and how things work. And this is from this is from Egan. And he says, what's Malafleur's role in the superstardom of Tay? We talk about him bringing Rodgers back from the dead. What about 12's number one target who has exploded in the last three years? I love this question. Because we, we constantly hear about the, the impact from Matt LaFleur on Aaron Rodgers, right? And I talk about it all the time. And what he's brought and and what Aaron has done to embrace 
what Matt LaFleur wants to be. We also talk about how the defenses have decided they want to play Devontae Adams, right? And and Bulldog 17 and all of these ways, all the double coverages. And yet, over and over, Green Bay has found ways to free up Devontae Adams in these games, even when they don't have another guy who in single coverage is going to scare a defense. Now, I, I think Randall Cobb was starting to become that guy. Certainly the Rams found out the hard way that he can still be that guy, especially from the slot. But they're playing him more in the slot this season and last season. They're finding ways through motion. That's been a big one this year. They're not using jet motion nearly as much this season as they did last season. Jet motion was their cheat code last year. They're not using it nearly as much this season. Um, but what they are using is just, just a, a simple motion Devontae Adams across the formation from a, a two by two into a three by one or from uh, you know a, a three by one into a two by two, but getting him on the move, checking coverages, making teams declare, okay, are you doubling? Are you bringing a safety over the top? Are you playing man? Are you playing zone? Are you playing combination coverages? I think their plans consistently week in and week out have been to put Devontae Adams in positions where he can win one-on-one. And it's not just to free him up. You know, this is not an offense that 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 relies on Devontae Adams being schemed free. Now, they can do that at times. And, you know, the start of the Minnesota game, for example, is a great one. Um, and, and the start of the Minnesota game last year, in fact, at the one at Lambeau. They they find ways a couple times a game to get him schemed up, whether it's on those little nakeds where Devontae Adams is coming across the field and it's just a little dump and all of a sudden it's 12 yards and you're trying to figure out what happened. Other times it's, okay, slot fade when you know the safety can't help and it's, it's you against green grass. It is, uh, you know, you have one-on-one on the outside and it's just... Aaron Rodgers being great with Devontae Adams, who's also being great. They have empowered Devontae to just go win one-on-one. Aaron Rodgers is a big part of this. He's a driver of that, but it's also Matt LaFleur. It's play design. Think of how many times uh, Jordan Love went to Devontae Adams on some of those trust plays in the KC game and missed it. But, But that's in the play. That's the design of the play. If you get, if if we call this play and you have Devontae Adams one-on-one on the outside, he's got a go route. You find him the ball. And so I think Matt LaFleur doesn't get enough credit for what he's done to help get and keep Devontae Adams free. Now, the primary credit, let's be very clear about this, goes to Devontae Adams. Adams, who has made himself into what Matt Bowen, former NFL safety, now ESPN analyst, called arguably the greatest receiver of the last decade. Think about that for a second. The greatest receiver of the last decade with the way that he's evolved his game. And he, I thought he had a great line the other day when he said, you know, um, the, these receivers who are out there and posting on Instagram doing these goofy drills, don't do that. They don't help. Go out and run routes full speed. And you don't see me on Instagram doing those drills because I'm not doing those drills. But also, 
you know, I, I don't I don't need to show off because the tape speaks for itself and the tape does speak for itself. The work that he's put in and I posted a, an article I wrote for Sports Illustrated in 2015 when, you know, the, the main theory of the of the piece was. Devontae Adams is the key to this offense. Remember in 2015, no Jordy Nelson. Randall Cobb was banged up most of the year. The running game, you had, uh, you know, Eddie Lacy, who was, let's say, past his prime physically. Um, and you had an offense that was the, the worst of the Aaron Rodgers era in a season where he started front to back. And Devontae Adams started to get it going late. And he had a great playoff game and then got hurt again and wasn't able to play against Arizona. But the point of the piece was him... Being able to win one-on-one, and this was at the time mostly on in-breaking routes, could unlock this team without him being a true deep threat. And now we've seen him add, because of his release package, because of his ability at the line of scrimmage to win quickly, he can take the top off this defense without having to have the elite speed. Without having to have that 4-3 speed. And it's because you have a quarterback who can make those dime throws down the field. I mean, how many times the, the, the couple throws last week on the transition goes where it's just dropped in the bucket. He barely has to break stride, barely has to put out his arms. Those are special, special, special throws and catches. The body awareness, the ball tracking. I mean, think about I, I want Eric Stokes to spend the summer with Devontae Adams, not to work on routes, to work on ball tracking. Devontae tracks the ball as well as any receiver in football. He can find it so quickly, so late. His coordination to be able to find the ball late, the late hands, I've never seen a receiver that has late hands like Devontae Adams, where all of a sudden the ball could be on him and he's finding it and it's in his hands and he's got that that quick reaction coordination to be able to make those plays. Think about what he was in 2014 and 2015 when the memes were like the dog trying to catch the football and it, it hitting him in the hands. That was how Devontae Adams was perceived across the league, at least perceived among the media. We don't give the players enough credit for the work that they put into. Now, all of that comes in the context of I think Matt LaFleur deserves credit here because he has done even more to unlock what Devontae Adams can be, I think what he's done has taken a player who has turned himself into a great player and helped prevent teams from diminishing that greatness by focusing on him, by finding ways to allow him to use what he's created with his greatness and become even more great. And that's what we've seen this season. He's going to be first-team All-Pro. He's, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, guys. Devontae Adams is going to be a Hall of Famer and all of the questions about who the best receiver of the modern era in the Green Bay Packers is because the best receiver ever is Don Hudson. I mean, he's one of the three or four best receivers ever, full stop. Go back and look at the numbers. He was unbelievable in his era. No one has ever had era-adjusted stats like he has. But Devontae Adams, because he's going to sustain it for longer than Sterling Sharp, because he's going to be more dominant than Jordy Nelson or Greg Jennings or Donald Driver. He is going to be the best receiver in modern Packers history. He is going to be a Hall of Famer and he is going to be the reason this season, one of them, why the Packers offense gets to where it wants to get to. He has been incredible. All right, Luke in the chat wants to know who is the dark horse Packer to have a great playoff run. 
So it's an interesting question. I, I think it's Darnell Savage. And I say that because he has been a very up and down player this year. I think, I think frankly, one of the more disappointing players this season, but he's dropped what four or five interceptions or just not dropped, but been unable to catch four or five interceptions. The big play to Jamar Chase in the Bengals game. He was a fingernail away from making that play. His ball skills are still really, really good. We just haven't seen it all put together. And we saw at the end of last season, he can be a streaky player. From week eight on, he was one of the top three graded safeties in coverage in in pro football focuses grades. Now, I think there is a very good case to move him to the star next year. I think Jair on the outside, Eric Stokes on the outside, and Darnell Savage in the nickel is awesome. Um, And draft a safety or move Russell Douglas to safety. I mean, there are a lot of different options that they have. We talked about that on the show. But I I, I think that, that because of what he can be and because of how much faith and confidence they have in him to do the things that he has to do, he's the guy that, that I think that I'm looking for to say, okay, this is my opportunity to make an impact on this team. If we're talking about offense, it's Cobb. It's Randall Cobb because these defenses are going to focus on Devontae Adams. And that is going to leave the middle of the field open with a two-way go against still one of the better slot receivers in the league. And someone that Aaron Rodgers has supreme faith is going to be the places that he needs to be. So I'm a big fan of that. And I don't know. I don't think he's a sleeper. But A.J. Dillon is going to continue to be a huge part of what this offense is. A huge part. And I think you may even see his role elevated in the postseason because all roads go through Lambeau. It's going to be cold. It's going to be snowy. I mean, it's freezing right now. Everywhere. I have five, I think five or six inches of snow on the ground outside my house right now. So it's going to be that kind of winter which means you have to have A.J. Dillon, the quadzilla, running real hard. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Bet BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as they continue to march toward the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all your best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022 bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports bet online, where the game starts. Before we finish up, I have to acknowledge the absolute tour de force performance by the Packers quarterbacks on social media today. There was a report from Boomer Esiason, and I'm using report in heavy, heavy scare quotes. The report was that I don't honestly, I'm not even going to tell you what the report was because it is so beyond asinine. But anyway, Boomer Esiason said a thing. Okay, Boomer. And Rodgers decided to have a lot of fun with it. There were a lot of hashtags. Jordan Love got in the mix. 
Um, Rodgers accused Kurt Bankert of being the source. Jordan Love said he was the source. Um, and it became this whole thing on social media. I just, I just want to quickly say, look at how Baker Mayfield handled the report out of Cleveland that he might consider asking to be traded if they can't work out a deal. He goes out and he says, I'm not your puppet. Don't use me to put food on your table, blah, blah, blah. About Mary Kay Cabot, who's one of the most respected and, and you know, uh, uh, plugged in reporters in football. Baker was deep in his feelings about it. And, and really, I think in some ways uh, hinted that what she was saying was right. You wouldn't be so insecure about it if what you, if you were really felt good about where you were. If you know this is nonsense and you're Aaron Rodgers, you're Aaron freaking Rodgers, you make a joke about it. You have some fun with it. You throw a bunch of hashtags on the tweet. You guys, this team right now, they are loose. They are having fun. They are in the zone. They are feeling it. And they're, you know, Lewis Eisen is, you know, one of the great quarterbacks of his generation. And they're just having fun. They're just having fun and, and dragging this guy. I liked it. I thought it was great. I, I thought it shows that this group is, is still, is still loose, is still having fun, is still, um, Together, you have Rodgers and Love and Bankert all in that room. No tension between Rodgers and Love. Look, the haters are furious. They are furious. All right. It seems silly to give a prediction because we don't know who's going to play. But Matt LaFleur said most of the guys are going to go most of the game. I think you're going to see 12 out, 17 out. Beyond that, like, who do you take out? I mean, if Bakhtiari plays, he'll play limited snaps. If Josh Myers plays, I think they'll let Josh go, frankly. Um, and because offensive line is the toughest to replace. You can't just like throw backups in there and whatever. Um, and so I'm, I'm interested to see that, but I think the Packers are four point favorites in this game. Um, I think they cover that. I said, I, I do a weekly video series for Bovada. I said that I think Jordan Love is the uh, second best quarterback in this game. I believe that. And so I don't care if Aaron Rodgers only plays a half or a quarter. I think Green Bay wins. I think Green Bay scores 30 in this game because I just like the Lions are bad. They will try hard. They're just not good enough. So let's go 30 to 17. I think that's what it was. No, 34, 17 was the, the, the score the first time. 30 to 17, maybe, maybe 20 just because there's going to be backups in the game late. Packers win. Packers cover by week time. We'll be back next week. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.